All right. I confess I was given women's boy shorts for my birthday recently. I wore them all night last night. Other than my balls slipping out a lot, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't enjoy your balls slipping yeah. out. They were, like, they, were like, they were like, what's this going on down here? I liked hearing about that. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based live show featuring smart storytelling and anonymous confessing. Stories heard at Bedpost Confessions, as well as sister shows Unspoken and Confess, all explore themes of humor, vulnerability, and emotional justice on varying topics. No matter the topic, the highlight of any Bedpost Productions is the participation of the audience members sharing their own secrets in the form of anonymous confessions, which are read aloud during the show. Women are born. Of course. Some women, though, are also made. Women, you know, like me. Women who were born with a penis. Transgender women. And while we may have some help with the physical changes, for the most part, the important parts, the non-physical, emotional, mental, spiritual things, we are actually self-made women entirely. It's a gradual process. And what I want to do tonight is kind of relay a couple of the moments that stand out for me in the process of making me the woman that I am today. I guarantee you that this is an exclusive. You will not see this on how it's made. Back in the distant mists of time, it's like the 70s, y'all. Back when I first realized that I wasn't going to stay a guy forever, I gradually started to dress up, go out in public as a woman. To say that I was scared would be an understatement of great magnitude. There was a very rudimentary dial-up uh, internet and a few bulletin board systems. So I knew that there were others out there like me, but I had never met anyone. And one of my big fears was that people would see me and would notice that I was too tall. I was six feet tall, and I did not know any women who were as tall as I was, and I thought that would be a dead giveaway. Until one day, I was in downtown Houston, working. It was on lunchtime, and I was standing in front of the Texaco building, just watching the crowd not really paying much attention to anything, smoking a cigarette. And out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. There's crowds on the sidewalk, and you can it's like waves on the beach. And suddenly I see something that's not a rhythmic behavior. And I looked over, and the crowd is opening up and closing behind 
what's probably the most beautiful woman that I have ever seen in my life. And this woman had to have been six foot two in her bare feet. And she was wearing stiletto heels and working it. She knew what she was doing. She knew what effect she had on the crowd. And she was proud of it. She kept going all the way across the front of my vision until she disappeared around the corner. And at that moment, I realized that if I was going to be myself, if I was going to be the woman I was supposed to be, I had to be me. And so today at five foot ten, because gravity, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care that I'm as tall as I am, because that's who I am. By the way, have you heard my voice? I don't care. <laughs> Thanks. Fast forward 20 years, now we're into the 90s, sometime. I was spending a lot of time out then as a woman, but I hadn't really started doing transition. Mainly I was doing comedy. I, I have never done comedy as a guy, by the way. I was appearing in a drag show in Cincinnati. I was not in, I was not doing drag. I was the comedy during the halftime changeover. The show was being held on a Saturday night in a big hotel in Cincinnati that had, it was chosen specifically because it had a huge stage and a large backstage area with two dressing rooms, two restrooms. It was supposed to be for men and women, but you know, drag queens. In the middle of Friday night, apparently there was a plumbing leak in the ceiling of the men's room, the men's restroom, dressing room. And after a while, the ceiling collapsed in that restroom and they had to close that whole thing off. So now we're down to only half of the space that we're supposed to have for this show. And um, I, I don't know if you've ever been backstage at a drag show. But I had gotten dressed in my room just to save the aggravation of having to deal with drag queens. <laughs> I wanted some peace and quiet was what it amounted to. Let me just mention what I was wearing. Uh, I had on a short sleeve gold sequin dress that came down to right about here. I had on gold pantyhose that, of course, came up to about right here. And I had on gold high heels. 
I was the drab part of the show. <laughs> the show was going on. I was just kind of wandering around backstage, and I realized that the two beers that I had had in my room needed to be gotten rid of, and I didn't know where to go because the men's room was destroyed. The women's room was in use, drag queens. And because my mother raised me right, uh, you know, potted plants in a water fountain were out. And I thought, okay, I can hold it. And then I thought, no, I'm going to have to go back up to my room. And then I thought, no, I don't know when they're going to be done. So I can just see, you know, they're like, and now Jamie Schaffner, and no Jamie Schaffner, because she's up in her room peeing. <laughs> so finally, it's like, I'm desperate. So I realized, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, just in this destroyed men's room. And so I shoved the door against the debris open, and I leaned in and looked, and sure enough, against the far wall, through the debris of the ceiling and plumbing, there's a urinal still intact. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do that. I make my way across the crumpled ceiling in my heels. I get over to the urinal. I pull my dress up and my pantyhose down, and I start to relieve myself. And it's one of those pisses, you know, that makes you moan. <laughs> it is so good. Second best feeling you can have. And while I'm standing there with my dick hanging out, peeing in the urinal, the door opens behind me, and there's a maintenance guy I can see he's got a, sh a wheelbarrow in the hall, and he's got a shovel in his hand, and there I am. I whip around like this. And he looks at me, and he turns red from the neck up, and then he turns white from the top down, just... And he starts apologizing. He's just, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I really, I, I'm not like that. I don't do that kind of thing. And he backs out and the door closes. And I'm like, okay. You, the next day, even, this guy was walking down the hall and he saw me. And he was like, oh, ma'am, really, please. I'm so sorry. I really... At that moment, though, what I realized is that what people think they see is a lot more important than what they actually do see. So if you project yourself as a woman, I don't care what you really look like, people are going to see you as a woman despite a certain amount of evidence to the contrary. <laughs> uh, 
by the way, have you heard my voice? Fast forward once again to the beginning of the 21st century, new times. And that was the time when I was actually starting to transition. Uh, I was taking hormones. I let my hair grow out. Uh, I was dressing in a more feminine manner, even at work. I wasn't out, out at work yet. I was planning on it. Um, but I wore oversized shirts, usually Hawaiian because they have a busy pattern to distract from the fact that I had boobs. I wore women's slacks, loafers. Uh, I had skinny eyebrows. I had long hair pulled back in a ponytail, held with a scrunchie. I was fooling everybody. I was. And that's the point, is that I still at work didn't project that I'm a woman thing and everybody saw me as a guy. Until one day, I was in somewhere in Washington uh, at a paper mill uh, giving a presentation to a technical staff, managerial people, I don't know. And we were in a big conference room and I was in there with all these other people, they were all guys. And I was explaining something and had been standing up in front drawing on a whiteboard or something. And I turned around and somebody asked me a question and I turned and pointed to the whiteboard and I pointed like this. And people, I looked at my hand and went, oh fuck, that is not how guys point. Guys point like this. <laughs> and at that instant, there was a switch thrown in my head. It was like, fuck, who are the hell do you think you're kidding? Because you're not fooling yourself anymore. And I wasn't. I went back to the office, and all of a sudden... Things started to change. I didn't see myself as a guy anymore. It didn't take long for other people to not see me as a guy either. Uh, I got called into HR. They asked me what the hell was going on. I told them. They asked me if I was going to transition on the job. I said, yeah, I had plans to do that. But I never got to do it because I got laid off. Not because I was going to transition, but because I was making too much money in the dot-com bubble burst. But the final lesson that I learned is that there is some kind of mental switch. And I threw the switch and then I threw it away. I didn't need it anymore. That mental switch controls your own internal self-image of who you are. And that's the thing that I didn't have yet until that moment. And so that was the instant, that instant pointing like a girl, 
that I really and truly, finally, in my own head, became the woman I was meant to be. It took me a long while to get there, but I made it. Literally. I made it. Bedpost Confessions is produced by Julie Gillis, Mia Martina, and Sadie Smythe. Audio production is by Ian Danskin. Confess with us at bedpostconfessions.com. Until next time, we will leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. Um, I confess, I squirted for the first time the other day, and guess what? The guy that made it happen is someone who uses a wheelchair. As a disabled person myself, I say fuck the people who think that just because you have a disability, you can't be good in bed. Scratch that. Amazing. I confess I gave my boyfriend's 22-year-old roommate a butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) She asked how to put it in. I told her lots of lube. She looked up and asked seriously, What's lube? Oh, oh, oh come to the show. 